My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Today's review is of a comical photo play entitled Tom and Jerry. That's right, Tom and Jerry a full-length, big-screen adaptation starring those pugnacious rivals, Tom the Cat and Jerry the Mouse. I'm talking about the self-same feline and rodent who graced over 160 theatrical shorts between 1940 and 1967. Now, first off, I want to tell you... This is a disaster. Well, no, that's not it. I mean, it's got its problems, but more to the point, this one's for the youngins more than the adults. But since I ain't a child and haven't been in many decades, I'll have to review it as a grown-up. If you want a tot's point of view, go find a five-year-old. Okay, don't. That's probably bad advice. Now, look, the good news is that in some ways, this film stays true to the spirit of the old cartoons. It does not stint on violent slapstick and pratfalls, mostly at Tom's expense in a victorious exercise by Jerry. But even though your sympathies tend to flow toward the tiny mouse outsmarting his bigger, stronger foe, one must give Tom his due. Really now, because no matter how many times he's bonked, conked, or sent falling hundreds of feet onto solid pavement, he perseveres in a never-ending campaign to best that rodent. Something, by the way, that today's soft generation of undisciplined youngsters might wish to note. In their latest incarnation, a mixture of live action and animation, Tom's a New York City street musician with aspirations of greatness. Jerry, meantime, is roaming the sidewalks of the Big Apple seeking affordable digs, and good luck with that. The friction starts when Jerry steals Tom's thunder during a performance in Central Park, with the cat chasing the mouse across the boulevards. A fruitless exercise for poor Tom, who succeeds only in colliding with a young lady, a mishap that costs the pretty young thing her job. Seeking new employment, this gal, played by Chloe Grace Moritz, tells a couple of lies and ends up working at a real fancy hotel, where the frenzied staff are preparing to host the nuptials of a fabulously wealthy power couple. At the same time, Jerry takes up residence there, becoming a one-man, or mouse, infestation. The upshot? Ms. Moritz hires Tom to eject said vermin, setting the stage for a cornucopia of cartoon chaos. Now, like I said, folks, that Tom the Cat is an admirable feline, for he'll stop at nothing, not even wholesale destruction, to vanquish his natural enemy. Not like my own cat. That's right. My cat, for I have a tabby who, owing to his fractious personality, goes by the name of Stalin. And he is, I kid you not, the most useless animal in creation. Just lays around, too lazy even to play. Fact, the other day I dangled a string in front of his nose, and, well, sir, he took one half-hearted swipe at it, and then rolled over and went back to sleep. I guess all that effort left him plumb tuckered out. I swear, I'm not even sure he's a cat. He might just be a furry bowling ball being about the same shape and weight. You can see that thing from outer space. He is a big boy. 
and don't even ask about protecting my domicile from critters. In the movie, Tom flies with homemade wings, scales a building with plungers, and even balances like a tightrope walker on live electrical wires, all in his endless attempts to catch Jerry. As for Stalin, last time a mouse scampered across the parlor floor, he took one casual glance and, upon realizing it wasn't carrying his dinner, resumed his nap. Of course, Tom expends all that energy and never catches the mouse, while Stalin makes no effort and achieves the self-same result. So maybe he ain't so dumb, although at least Tom's trying. Now on to the performances. Well, I guess I should start with the titular stars, although it might seem a bit odd to review how well animated characters did their job. Still, I have to hand it to the pair. At it for over 80 years and still as expressive and dynamic as ever. Plus, although Tom does sing at the keyboard, the rest of the time they're mute, relying on deft and fluid movement, as well as their big cartoon eyes to tell the story. They may not have the subtleties of a Bugs Bunny who could draw laughs with a raise of his eyebrow, but their wordless interplay would have done them proud in the days of the great silent film comedians. Now on to the live actors. Stay calm, everyone! Now it ain't gonna be that ba Well, yes it is. Because it's not just the animation that's two-dimensional, folks. The people in this movie, they're awful flat as well. But they're what now? Sorry, young lady. Maybe it's the lighting, the writing, or the characterizations. Or maybe it's just a complete failure of imagination. But the scenes with the people in them look like they were shot for another, cheaper movie. I'll make sure you never work in New York City again. I'm a Mississippi boy. I wouldn't work there if you paid me. Which you'd have to do, because I'd be working. But be that as it may, it ain't my fault. Director Tim Story, he, he just didn't light a fire under those scenes. You take a movie like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Now, now there, the cartoons and the folks who played alongside them all looked like they were inhabiting the same universe. Then again, that movie had a more interesting plot and made the human characters integral to the fun. Not so this movie. Michael Peña has a little more chew on as the hotel's snobbish and scheming event manager, but even he's lost his venom by the movie's end. <laughs> hey, at least you come off better than that fella Colin Jost. You know, the one who cracks him up with on that what you call Saturday Night Live show? A program, incidentally, that's on far too late for decent folk who wake up for Sunday church. Well, sir, this time the funny man, he comes off about as edgy as a glass of tap water room temperature. And Ms. Moritz, let's just say she can shine with a decent script and leave it at that. Oh. Anyway, keep in mind that there are some in Hollywood who make movies that can be enjoyed by young and old alike. And then there are the people who made this one. <laughs> Same to you. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing the film The Father with Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Colman. And folks, it ain't a comedy, that I can tell you. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>